Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Christina Kahn, and I'm extremely excited to be joined today by our first guest ever, Anne Klassen, host of the Podcast Babes podcast. Welcome, Anne. Thank you so much, Christina. It's so good to be here. Yes. So before we get started, real quick, what are your pronouns? She, her. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, And thank you for being here. I've been a longtime listener of the podcast, Babes. I've learned so much from your show. So I'm hoping that you can share a little bit with our listeners today as well. I hope so. No pressure, right? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about the podcast, Babes, and your other work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the Podcast Babes is a podcast about podcasting. It is also a podcast management agency. I'm going to say podcast like a million times in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I've been listening to the Podcast Babes for a long time, and it has just taught me so much about podcasting, podcast monetization. I love how much you share parts of your own journey with your listeners. And it's just a really wonderful podcast for anyone out there who's interested in learning more about podcasting. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of your wonderful work. So today I wanted to talk specifically about authors. This is like a book podcast. Um, A lot of our listeners are authors. So I want to talk about authors and how authors can use podcasting to promote their books and to make connections. Sounds good. First things first, why might an author want to guest on someone else's podcast? I'm a little bit biased, but I think podcasts are awesome. Same. The cool thing about podcasts is it is long form content. It is there every week or biweekly or monthly or whatever. But listeners of podcasts, they come back to that podcast over and over again for more content. And they get to know the host pretty well. Like what you just said, Christina, when we hopped on his call, I was like, whoa, it's so weird to see you now because I always listen to your voice. Yes. So As a listener, you really get this feeling like I know this person and I trust this person. So the cool thing then is when you're guesting on someone's podcast and they already have a relationship with the reader, um, reader, listener, (laughs) (laughs) with the listener, you can really easily like borrow this warm audience that is already there. So as the guest, that is a pretty sweet deal. Like you just rock off for this interview. You're just here for like, usually it's like 30 minutes to maybe 60 minutes max. That's like most interviews. And then you just go about your day. The podcaster does all the editing, all the backend work for you. And then it is usually definitely appreciate it when you help share the episode. But that is it, right? So you can really easily borrow someone's warm audience. And I think that makes guesting on podcasting so cool. And also it's long form content, right? So you can tell people a lot about your book. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's a really great point. And it's a bit of like a, a network exchange, you know, like you get to go talk about yourself and your subject matter to their audience. And then in exchange, you plug their show to your audience. So it kind of works out for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So where should an author start? If they're interesting in guesting on podcasts, maybe they don't listen to a ton of podcasts. Maybe they're not sure exactly what to do. How can they find the right kinds of podcasts? Like where where do they begin? I think question number one is where does your audience hang out? The people that you want to read your book, like where where are they? Uh, do they even listen to podcasts? Maybe not. That's then a great it's point. Probably not a good fit. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people nowadays they do listen to podcasts. Um, so in that case, just like knowing your uh, potential uh, reader very, very well is so important in marketing in general, of course, but also when you're looking for podcasts to guest on. So that actually already answers your question of like which podcast to pitch. That's literally it. Um, now I will add that usually you want to provide value to listeners and it makes sense if you're like what you talk about, if that aligns with the rest of the podcast. Like if it's a podcast about topic A and you talk about topic B, like it can work, but it's easier if like the whole podcast is about what you also talk about in your book. So yeah, know your audience well or like the potential audience that you want to reach and then also see how you can provide value, like value first. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe listen to some podcasts that are like near your subject matter and figure out like, would my, would the things I have to say, like fit in with what I'm already hearing? Yeah, absolutely. You wanted to make, you want to make it a win-win for everyone, for the listener, for the podcaster, for yourself. So it just not, kind of needs to make sense. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because otherwise the listeners might be like, oh, what's this, you know? Yeah. And they're not going to buy your book then. I mean, if it's super random, then right. they're probably not going to buy your book. Maybe also the episode won't perform as well as when it is a good fit. And I also think it's going to be a lot more difficult to get invited on a podcast. Yeah, that's very true. If the pitches don't make sense, they're not going to be fruitful. Yeah. When an author finds a podcast that they are like, okay, I like this podcast. I think that this is my target audience. I think I would fit in nicely. What can they do to get ready to make that pitch? Like, what do they need to do before they send the email or the DM? How can they be most prepared for that? Know what you want to talk about. I think that is just so important. Everyone always says, like, listen to the podcast, like research the podcast and, and all that. And I don't disagree. But for me, as the person who is usually on the other side of the pitch, who just receives pitches of people who want to guest on my podcast, I love it when people are just really clear, like, this is what I can talk about. This is why I think it's interesting for your audience. Maybe you even have like a potential title for the episode in mind. Mm. I love that because it makes my work so much easier. Well, and I'm sure it, it helps people like envision it, you know? Yeah, true. I know exactly what I'm going to say yes or no to. I know what to expect. I can really easily say, yes, that's a good fit for my audience. No, that's not a good fit for my audience. I really love that. And I think a little bit of research about the podcast is also definitely something that you might want to do. Like if you just write me an email that says, hi there, mm 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like not usually the emails that I like to answer when they're just popping up in my inbox. If you can right. say hi and then I'm like, oh, okay, like this person <laughs> at least know my knows my like just the basics, you know, just the basic stuff. I think you also don't have to listen to all the episodes, but just make sure that it is a good fit. At least you think it's a good fit. Because if you just send out like a hundred random emails, like, hey, I can speak about this topic, it's just a waste of your energy and also of like the energy of this person who is reading your email. So yeah. I would say don't just send like a million emails out without really thinking about is it is it actually a good fit? Yeah, it's kind of like quality over quantity. If you get a couple yeah. of really good pitches out, that can be so much more valuable than sending a hundred yeah. stock pitches that are all the same. A hundred percent. Yes. It seems like it's kind of on par with like preparing for a job interview. You know, it's like you want to go in making it clear that you have looked into the company, you know what you're there to talk about. You're you're really going in with like a goal in mind. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not an expert in job interviews, but in a job interview, you also want to show what you what value you can bring to the company. Mm-hmm. And when you're pitching podcasts, it's what value can you bring to the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. With all of this information that the authors have received doing their research, how do they craft like the perfect pitch? Like how, how do you write a great pitch that's going to like grab the podcaster's attention and really convey the value that you hope to bring? So what I really like is if the pitch is just short and sweet. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just go through a really long email because it pops up in my inbox and I didn't ask for it, you know. So you have to catch my attention immediately. So first sentence needs to be enticing or at least like needs to say what you want from me. <laughs> if yeah. it's just like, hey, Anne, I want to come on your podcast and I think it's a great fit because then I'll probably keep reading. Right. And also if you say my name is blah, 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 and I do this, that's also fine, but it needs to be really, really short because I don't want to read three paragraphs about you when I have no idea what you want from me. Yep. So you really want to keep it short. I always like it when there's like bullet points or something, like these are some of the topics that I can talk about on your podcast and then like three bullet points maybe or max five. Then I'm like, okay, like even if you scan the email, I know what you have to offer. So right. I think that's just that just works really well. Yeah, I think that's my main tips. Like keep it short and make sure that it's easy to scan and don't talk too much about yourself. Right. And I think that probably um, sending a really long, maybe like unedited pitch email, it says to the podcaster that you m- might come onto their show and ramble, you know, and, and yeah. say words that aren't providing value. Yeah, and I think also when you when you talk about yourself a lot in your pitch, I mean, yes, it is about you, but it's not really about you. It's more mm-hmm. about the value that you can bring because I, as a podcaster, I don't know you and like, honestly, I don't really care. Um, I just want to provide really good value to my audience. That is why I do the podcast. Right, that's who you care about. Yeah, so I think it's really important to keep that in mind. So yes, I want to know a little bit of who you are, but if you just ramble on about what you do and what you accomplished, 
I zone out pretty quickly when mm -hmm. I get an email like that. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like being like a salesperson. Like it's not really about like talking about how great this item is. It's about making the customer feel like they need this item. And I feel like it's kind of the same way with podcast pitches. It's not really about you. It's about convincing the podcaster that they need you on their feed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also what a lot of people don't do after pitching is following up. Uh -huh. So if you don't get an answer, like not in three days, but if you don't have an answer after two weeks, mm -hmm. then I would usually follow up and say like, hey, maybe you missed my email or also let me know if you're not interested. No worries, but at least I'll know then. Right. A no is also a win because then you just know that it's not a good fit, which is fine. And then you can move on. But yeah, you definitely want an answer. So usually I, I would follow up at least like five times maybe even which okay. sounds like a lot but yeah you just really want a yes or no because people maybe also people don't see the email so usually after following up two or three times I would send a message on Instagram or on LinkedIn or I don't know on a different platform yeah. because maybe it's the wrong email address you know maybe it's the wrong email address maybe it's going to the spam filter yeah some, something like that Technology is weird. So I think that trying to hit it from a different angle through social media DMs or something is a really strong move. You know, let me know if there's a better way to get in touch with you. Yeah, exactly. That always works really well. Yeah. So if an author is trying to pitch to several different podcasts, maybe they're like, okay, this is the, the week or the month where I'm going to do podcast pitches. What's a good way for them to like keep track of what they're doing, who they're reaching out to, whether they hear back? Oh, I, I'm a, I'm a spreadsheet girl. Um, Same. I have spreadsheets about everything. Same. <laughs> but definitely this. Yeah, you definitely want to make sure that you know who you reached out to, where you are in the pitching process. Like, when do you want to reach out again or follow up? Uh, so, yeah, there is definitely a big spreadsheet involved in this work. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. I have a spreadsheet that I just call potential guests where I keep a spreadsheet yeah. of everyone that I want to come on my podcast. I have a spreadsheet of my podcast episodes and when they're coming out. I That's my yeah. life tip for everyone is get a spreadsheet for everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't do that when I started my first podcast and it just got messy at one point mm -hmm. where I had not really any idea where I was in my like uh, post-production and everything. And also what episodes went live. Like, I mean... It's a lot to keep track of. Yeah. At one point, you're just like 100 episodes in and you're like, I don't know who I spoke to. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> when it's yeah, like two totally. years ago, it's becoming a problem. So yeah, definitely have spreadsheets. Yeah. I think also another like free bonus tip here. It always works really well to leverage your network that you already have. Mm. Like sending cold pitches can be cool, but sending pitches or like getting people to connect you and then sending a pitch mm -hmm. that works like a hundred times better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. No matter what kind of marketing you're doing, start with your network and your network's networks. That's like um, the equivalent of like your first connections and your second connections on LinkedIn. If somebody can connect you to someone, a podcaster or any other kind of, you know, a blogger or social media influencer, that can really get a foot in the door for you. Absolutely. After they have sent their pitch, they're keeping track of it. Maybe they followed up. Maybe they've heard back no. Maybe they've heard back yes. And, you know, 
uh, if you hear back yes, then you get to guest on a podcast. And that's really exciting. And I think we'll probably need to do like a second episode about that someday because that's like a whole nother can of worms is like how to be a respectful and valuable guest on another person's podcast. Yeah, I think there is definitely a lot maybe to learn if you've never done that. Yeah. Yeah, I learned a lot over the past three years. Yes. Having my own podcast and guesting on other people's podcasts. There's a lot of different ways that people are guests on podcasts and some are really nice to work with. And then some people are really not that nice to work with. Right. And I don't know if you've had the same experience as me, but I've been podcasting for about three years now as well. And I just feel like the only way to get started in podcasting is to just start. Yeah. You just have to dive right in. Yeah, just jump. <laughs> see see where it ends. <laughs> exactly. Because if you wait for it to be perfect, if you wait to have all of the perfect equipment, if you wait to feel really good about it, you might never get started. Yeah, exactly. And as a guest, uh, usually listeners, they're quite forgiving also with like audio quality and things like that. Uh, right. So you don't necessarily need a mic, I think, when you're guesting for podcasts. I mean, it also might depend on how big the podcast is. For my podcast, I don't require guests to have a mic. If the audio is really bad, I'm going to say like, sorry, but this is this is impossible. We're not going right. to do this. <laughs> but if it's like, okay, if you just have like headphones or I don't know, like an, a normal, like probably not your computer mic, but like an okay mic, right. that is already fine. As a, as a guest, that's probably what you can get away with. Yeah. So you don't need the whole setup if, you, if you're going to start pitching. Right. Most of my guests that come on my podcast who are not professional podcasters, I'm like, honestly, if you just pull up the voice memos on your phone and keep it close to your face, that'll be totally good enough. Yeah. But you would want to speak to like each individual podcaster to see if they have maybe different requirements. But I think you're right that a lot of people are really forgiving um, with the audio, audio quality of guests, especially those guests who are not podcasters. It's like, why would they have all of this stuff set up yeah. if they're not even a podcaster? Yeah. Is there anything else that you want authors to know about looking for podcasts to guest on and pitching to those podcasts? It can be a little bit of work to find a podcast, like craft a pitch and and things like that. But at one point, you just kind of have some pitches out and you just have to follow up. So you just have to do this research maybe once or every now and then. But it gets easier is what I want to say. So yes, it is a bit of a time investment. But you'll figure it out as you do, as you keep pitching and you keep getting answers and yeses and nos, and you can tweak the pitch as you go. So that is also a reason why I wouldn't send out a hundred pitches at the same time, because you want to tweak your pitch as you go. And also if you like, this never happens, but if you get a hundred yeses, then you have a problem. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, how do you book that? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's terrifying actually. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I had a, um, someone on my team at the podcast, babe, she pitches me to be a guest on podcasts and she has gotten so good at it that I had to ask her to stop because <laughs> I couldn't fit it in my calendar anymore, which is a really good problem to have. Yes. But also like be mindful that you don't over pitch because it would also be annoying for the podcast. So maybe when you pitch, they say yes. And then you're like, OK, cool. I'm available in four months. Right. Yeah. I think maybe like if you keep your open pitches to like as many interviews as you could do within like a month or something, you know, so you don't get too ahead of yourself. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, Anne, thank you so much for coming on the show. I so appreciate you sharing your expertise with our listeners. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, it was so exciting to be here. I didn't even know that I was the first guest, so I feel really special. Yeah. <laughs> we're pretty new. Um, we're we're only like about two months into the podcast, so we're starting we're starting our guest phase. So everyone, get ready for some other cool new guests in the future. And yeah, and thanks for being our first. Yay! Thanks. So, where can people find you on the internet? Where can they catch your podcast? Where would you like to for them to connect with you? Yeah, so come to my home on the internet. It is thepodcastbabe.com. A beautiful website, by the way. Oh, thank you. So yeah, you can find everything there. You can find the Podcast Babes podcast. You can find more of what we do, what we offer. We also offer podcast guest pitching services. So that is pitching you to be the guest, not to get guests right. or to be the guest, which can be a little bit confusing. But we also we can also do that for you. Like I said, it is a bit of a time investment doing all the research and getting the pitch right and everything. If you if you want to just show up for the interview mm-hmm. and just tell your story and talk about your book and not worry about all the research and you don't have time for that, then we can do that for you. Um, so yeah, let me know if that is something you're interested in. You can find my email address and also a link to book a discovery call on the website. Let me know if, if that is something that you're looking for. And that's how you book. This episode was edited by Christina Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. Please check out the show notes for a link to the episode transcript and be sure to visit us online at Wildling Press on socials or at www.wildlingpress.com.